Thoughts. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Old Man Jenkins. And I'm Dakota. Today we're talking songwriting with our special guest Dakota Boggs of the band Tuesday Atlas. Uh, all right, let's get into it. So, gear news. How you doing, Dakota? Oh, I'm doing <laughs> fabulous. Awesome. I don't have to work today. And that that makes life all right, you know? It does make it yeah. all right. Uh, I'd ask the other two of you how you're doing, but it, all right, we're going to walk. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> care. It's true. Uh, you got gear news for us or anything? I, I have no new gear. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did. See, do you have Do you have gear news, Dakota? You look like you You look excited. Oh, I was excited to hear what you have. I'm I'm always getting new gear. I got. I'm, I have a lot of stuff stuff in every corner. I I had a trade come through yesterday. I got a I got a Vox Wah new nice. Vox Wah. Ooh. Yeah, the the V847. I've had it before. This one's modded, uh, true bypass, uh, the EVH inductor, which I still don't know what that actually does, and. It's got the LED on it. It, cool. it makes it go. Wah, 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 it does wah, that. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I traded tuner cool. for it. Oh, and I got an MXR10 band EQ. Also boring, oh, but yeah. but super oh, useful. That comes in handy. Yeah, yeah I had nice. one before. It shit blinded me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the LEDs on it are awful. But yeah, I need yeah. an EQ. Yeah. It. I. What did I trade for that? It was something small too. I was. A, I got a good deal on it. Anyway, anything for you? Four kids, two dogs, six cats, two lizards. No, nothing. How do you feed yourself? <laughs> Did you get any new cats? I got a lot of ramen, man. Yeah. <laughs> see, I got the that the JBL IR was IRLX twelve. I got that PA. It's PA. Oh, yeah. But the Bluetooth. So I turn it on, and my wife's phone instantly just hooks up to it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. So that. You know, she'll be scrolling through Instagram or something, and you'll just hear somebody scream like, "And that's how toenails go!" <laughs> you know, some, something asinine. I'm playing piano, and that pops in through it because I have it all linked to the same thing. Nice, makes me giggle. That's pretty awesome. It works. Yeah. Anywho, that that's cool. my only new piece piece of gear that I'm drooling like over. That's that's more interesting than what we ended up with. So that's pretty good. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah uh, the, what about news? New pedals? The, or, I mean, like the, the most interesting piece of news I saw the last week was the uh, the, the Earthquaker device uh, commissioning a symphony. No, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You should. Yeah, they um or well they someone commissioned it with them, but it's it's they're they're doing a uh, they're doing a a oh, like a five, five four or five piece like. Um, movement like oh, concerto really? type thing with like each movement like is utilizing certain pedals with the orchestral oh. instruments okay okay well so I, I, I guess it's gonna be in akron next month for that because that's where they're at nice. that's awesome. are they they're, they're reporting it right like, yeah they have to be, it's, like... their, it's whatever they whatever the symphony in that town is yeah. are they gonna yeah. have a harp uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I so they, I didn't, I saw, I just saw like the blurb about it cause I get their, their emails, Yeah. but it, it sounded cool. I almost, almost bought tickets, but I was like, Oh, then I have to drive to Akron that weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is it going to be performed in front of a live Yeah. Audience? It's a live show. <sighs> yeah. Man, but March has, March has gotten busy. That. So I, yeah, I don't know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it is very cool. I hope they, rec- I hope they record it. Yeah, they better like at least do like a live thing, a live stream. Yeah. yeah. So I I saw one, but uh, the 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 pizza fuzz. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys see this? No. All right, I'll pull it up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So it, I, I could not tell that that was not a slice of pizza with 
with guitar knob, like pedal knobs and a switch. Yes. Oh, so it's, cool. it's, it's, a. Uh, I, I literally thought it was like one of those, um, pranks. Yeah. You'd think, I really but need it. <laughs> it is, uh, fake mold. It is, uh, Bl- <laughs> Blake from, uh, tone mob, uh, chasing tone, uh, with big ear. How did I, come on. Yeah. And it looks like, yeah, it's it's literally like a slice of pizza with a, uh, uh, yeah. I, I saw that no. they gave you the choice of cheese or pepperoni. They do. You, you also get the cheese option. <laughs> how uh, how durable do you think it is? It's like this thick. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's like, still a steel chassis. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It, I think it's just painted very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so cool. It's, it's big it. ear pedals. Like, they're, they're known for, like, their quality. They're, okay. they're out of Nashville. Yeah, they make so. some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> kind of some weird stuff too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know how well that would fit on my board. I don't yeah, think I think that's. I would. Yeah, I don't even I'm know where the jacks try- are. I'm all for trying. I'm out of room. <laughs> I hope they do a series so that way you can get like a full pizza's worth of like. Just have a circular oh pedal God, board. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's see, that's what you really need because then you can get a a little Caesar's box and then use, use that, that as your pedal, pedal board. board. <laughs> you can put it on a lazy Susan. That way it spins around. So when you're singing. Like yeah. You just what, you yeah. take one foot and you move it around to the pedal you want to engage. <laughs> I love Boom. it. Yeah, each one's a different okay. kind of pizza. Hey, uh, big ear pedals. If you use that, uh-huh. yeah, throw our names out there. Yeah, <laughs> this is one gimmick I can get behind. Oh yeah. man! All right, what else we got? We're, that's the wrong one. No, nope, oh, that's right. Not we are the right one. Okay. So pay to pay is play uh, sneaking oh, into our. Yeah. our uh, yeah. Again. Our Good job, Fort Wayne. <laughs> thought that went out a while ago. Man, I thought it did, it did too. We, we won't. We won't like mess but, it. We're, we're not going to mention any venues because that would be, you know, yeah, dirty, dirty. But uh, uh, I did. I think Topher got some too. Uh, I got. I got uh-huh. a couple. couple I got a couple. Couple emails from the same place, and then I got emails from another place. They were definitely not the venue. They were definitely a third party. A, yeah. a ticket place. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you want to sell some tickets? You want to sell 100 we'll tickets and maybe we'll let you play? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I was really impressed at how, uh, like, You're when you posted that, like, the entirety of, like, Four Wayne musicians was just was like, not expe- what? Was not expecting, <laughs> like, that yeah. my rant to be... Uh, the biggest post in Fort Wayne, apparently. I was like, I was like, wait, what? what? I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I, I just want to point out that, like, when we when we purposely try to get things out there and like post for the <clears throat> podcast, we get like two likes. Mm-hmm. One of them's from my mom. <laughs> so, and so. then you post you post a rant and like thousand likes, fifteen shares. <laughs> so I think what Chris no, is saying, Tover, is that. That you and I should probably rant a lot on on the on the podcast stuff. Get okay. After it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speak your mind. I mean, I'll, I'll, Let def- it out. I'll definitely speak my mind about this. this yeah, pay to play, not cool. Not no, cool. dude. When I was in high school, the poor metal bands I went to school with mm-hmm. would oh, just yeah. be hounding people to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. They're 16 years old. They just yeah. want to play a Can't damn uh, show. Yeah. Well, and I and I saw like. I, at least the one, I don't know about the other one, but the one is definitely not even a local promoter of any kind. And when you see the like lineups they're booking, you're like, that doesn't make sense. Mm. You're like, hey, let's have a metal band and a folk singer. And like, <laughs> I like Mitch Yonner shows, which, which is fine, but like, that's like, that's kind of extreme. Can't, it's when you're reaching out to every band in the town, 
yeah. that you can find any info on yeah. just mm-hmm. to try and get the more bands you yeah. get in and it's the more they, tickets they, they, they each they band sells. No care at all about the show. How do these people get into the business? Like what? That's good what are they sitting around at home like? How do we make money without really doing much? I mean, like I, I, I bet you it's a big city thing because I know like it's a lot bigger deal in big cities. Like yeah. I bet you, so they probably do it in the bigger cities, and then like probably Indianapolis, I'd imagine, is probably mm-hmm. where the promoters are. And then they look and say, "All right, well, Fort Wayne, Marion, Evansville, or Bloomington are kind of mm-hmm. big, so let's just start sending stuff out and see what happens." We're kind of burning bridges mm-hmm. around here. Where else can we go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, thank you. Like to me, it's just. I don't have the time and effort to, on top of learning songs, writing songs, practicing songs, to push on my family, hey, you, you, you should come out and uh, plan ahead of time, come see me. Like, like I do, I, I promote, I wanna, I'm not saying I don't promote, but I don't wanna push, push them constantly to, yeah. There's, know, there's a there's a yeah. there's like a line right between like yeah. being mm-hmm. like promoting your band and trying to like like almost harass people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, you want to come to the third show I played this month? Yeah, I need you there. Otherwise, and I can't look, play. It, it's yeah. it's not that big a deal. It's two p.m. on a Tuesday. You yeah. only have to take off four hours of work. You know, yeah, that's the thing. That's what's hard for me to do because like I play O's. Like they don't have to. They don't have to pay. Just come see me at O's or a brewery. Yeah. yeah. As as much as we give O's crap on here on occasion, like they they do do it right. Yeah. Like that that they do how you expect it. You know. The place if, if you know there's I think there's a couple of legitimate options to pay people right for shows, mm-hmm. and then there's the ways like that which are not great. But like you know yeah O's it's like here you you're gonna get this much money. This is what and you could get if we have money. a great night at the bar you're gonna get more money mm-hmm. which is like yeah. all right awesome that yeah. way you know like okay if i draw and we do well like they're gonna take care of you mm-hmm. and if they and if it's just an average night you're still gonna get paid yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely and you still get you can still play darts you can still eat pizza yeah. exactly See, that's that's and, key and their floor is amazing i love it <laughs> that's true oh, man. <laughs> it's amazing it'll be gross <laughs> yeah, yeah don't don't I'm, look at it directly that's why you have that's it, why you pattern floors like that it looks great under stage lights when <laughs> <laughs> what was it when the uh is it not black I don't know when when that Sports. when that Chicago baseball team won the World Series Cubs, yeah. we played a show there and this dude uh caught himself on stage oh. and was like flailing around so afterwards we had to mop up all the blood. Oh, oh my god wow dude, everybody fled from that side of the room <laughs> and, went, and went to the bar they're like we're just going to watch the World Series <laughs> Uh, the dude was super nice. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, if if by some chance he sees us, you're great. <laughs> I just didn't expect it. <laughs> that's that's fair. It's art, and I do appreciate it. Uh, all right, all right. Let's <laughs> tangent. Yeah. Ended. All right. So, anything else to say on pay to play? No, I think I think we I think we made our feelings known. <laughs> all right. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Say something about a boot to a curb. <laughs> now we can't make threats but if we were going to make threats no yes, it's that's a exactly what, yeah we're, we're just going to use some symbolism yeah exactly <laughs> all right so we're moving on to our original riff challenge of the week on to today's original riff challenge we affectionately title this puddle of muddy waters oh i'm intrigued <laughs> you shouldn't be <laughs> On a recent tour, the members of Puddle of Mud had have had a day off and went exploring a small town outside of Chicago. 
They happened into a small occult bookstore, and not realizing what book he was reading, their drummer accidentally cast a necromancy spell. <laughs> Shockingly, the spell actually works. It's Even more surprising, necromancy. the nearest grave belongs to Mr. Mojo himself, Muddy Waters. Upon rising from the grave, the first thing he does is grab hold of a telecaster with his bony fingers and leads the band into a puddle of muddy waters. Well done. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> a lot of necromancy with you. <laughs> I, I, they got, you gotta I, get them together. How do, you, how do you get them in the same yeah. place? We had yeah, time there, travel once. There's a pretty big time discrepancy. Th- there. there was either time travel or 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 some mystic arts. Yeah, mm-hmm. Marvels use time travel enough. Yeah, lately. Yeah. well, we already did a time it. travel one, so mm-hmm. we also yeah. had an alternate dimension one. That was oh, mm-hmm. all right. So here's here's here we go. Here's one. uncomfortable <laughs> that was got it. i'm delightfully uncomfortable that I, was i mean i did switch two chords around <laughs> you know what i, I really oh, learned from, from the meta girl you know what i learned from this is all of us only know one puddle of mud song. yeah that's the only song i know <laughs> we that was <laughs> schizophrenic psycho take, take, oh i forgot about take that it one. all away yeah I, I I know more than I should. I'm more familiar with just hearing about him not being able to sing live. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the stories. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's fair. <laughs> Watch the stories. Wasn't there, though, so I can't confirm. So what? another thing I've kind of learned from doing these is if you just copy most any of the old blues players, it just sounds like what they were trying to do originally is copy all the... Yeah, because uh, everybody's like, just trying to copy... Yeah. All the old blues guys. Well, and like for Muddy, like you think of Muddy Water, he's like the f- kind of the first like electric blue, like mm-hmm. he's a like grandfather of blues electrified. So mm-hmm. it's like he had a Telecaster and plugged into whatever shitty amp you mm-hmm. could get, and there wasn't much else in there. So it it's and old recordings are like if it's dirty, it's because it's just an old recording. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh, I did not use a Telecaster on this, <laughs> so. Yeah, I call this Muddy Puddles. This is bouncy, This is just another man. I, 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 I like it. I, yeah. I, I feel like you were going the same direction, but you weren't as... Mm. Completely like apparent. Yeah, I figured you know, I would you get made it less, you made it less obvious. Yeah, yours was just like right on the nose. So next week's, I entirely said, you know what? Screw you, copyright. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair warning. We're just we're getting closer and closer to that. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode. We haven't been flagged yet. 
the letter so, hasn't arrived on the door. That's, yeah. not, that's not wood. Hey. Cease. <laughs> I put the F sharp before the A instead of after. I oh, so wait F sharp. That's the trick. I've been playing it in the wrong key this whole time. Anyway, <laughs> oh. I was playing it at F. Yeah, it's like E A F sharp B. Yeah. So I just I don't know. I reversed. Can yeah. they play in standard? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't want to have to research Puddle of Mud. Probably doesn't. <laughs> I, mean, all you, I mean, really, you just pull up default settings for yeah. 90s but or late 90s, early 2000s butt rock. Yeah, yeah, true. And you'll probably find a Schecter guitar. And <laughs> I, I, I pulled up an from there. orange, orange, uh, just crunch tone out of Logic is all that was. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys nailed it. Yeah. Just Google if, um, if Nirvana was <laughs> trash. Oh. I, I have to judge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna let you judge. This was Go a on. pretty mediocre um, week. Let's see. If we're going for like authenticity, mm-hmm. Adam takes the cake because it, it sounds like they actually did it. You also um, probably know more Muddy Waters than I do too. So. I mean, I know like a handful. Which is more Muddy Waters than oh, okay. I know. Yeah. But I think they both got the point across pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right. as far as like what I enjoy listening to, I, I like. Curses. Well, Curses. I would rather listen to Yes. Because mine makes me think of Mad Girl. Of and I would never listen to them. I, I would have never listened to that either of those two. Yours kind of reminded me of like some Beach Boy kind of like like bouncy, like. All right. Like, uh, like All some right. surf kind of. It was nice. I like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll take it. All right. Let's move on from that travesty. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I like that a lot, though. A for creativity on the both. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool segment. We've we've had we've had better better year, yeah better versions of it. Let me tell you. Last the the episode that the one that we had David on David was on ACDC like, covering Sesame yeah, Street. Yeah, that one. What? Yeah, like, and he oh. he killed it, man. Like destroyed it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked the Pantera and Simon and Garfunkel. <gasps> that was another good one. <laughs> so are these all mashup thought experiments that you're doing Pretty each week? Pretty much. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like fun. Yeah, if you'd like to be involved in one. I'll just I'll just get on my loop pedal and then try to figure out, like I said, I'm technologically defunct. All good. So I'll try to figure out how to put it into the magic electronic device and he's, he's email done, it your way. He's done some that are just like recorded on his phone in an acoustic, so like <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, mean, we, did a, do most of them. we did a Bob Dylan one that, <laughs> that that I did not do well with. I just recorded it on my phone. It was bad. <laughs> Probably sound, uh, I, I love Bob Dylan. I do too, but it sounded but, very much like the it old was, school. Okay. It was supposed, <laughs> to, be, uh, supposed yeah. to be Bob Dylan fronting Metallica. That's what it was. Did we talk about this? Do you like War on Drugs? Oh. Dude, Do I like war I on just drugs? learned it and I, I, oh. I love it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. If, so I, if, I'm, good. if I'm on a, on a one to 16 hour trip, there will be one to three hours of war on drugs. Yes. Nice. Dude, I, I don't ever so look good. at the album names. Yeah. I just put them on. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I started put, putting on their essentials just because, like, just. Have you seen any of their watches? Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. <sighs> I watched the Tiny Desk one and. I love it! I didn't get to watch that one yet. I still like They're great. And I, I love his voice. Oh. I, I, uh, Reminds me of Brian Adams. And it reminds me a lot of Yes! Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. like a, well, just Brian Adams, Wait, but with better music what? and better lyrics. Who did you say? You said the what, Eagles. The new, uh, 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 yeah, he made me think of like, like his uh, voice, like Dylan. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many there's yeah. there's some you can hear so many like seventies era from different like things. When the is that when Dylan did he start playing an electric guitar? Or something? Uh, that, that, that was like that late sixties. The Monterey okay. Festival. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like Nashville skyline. And then, yeah. yeah. And then there was a yeah. Like then I I thought they sounded a little bit like uh, Grateful Dead and some things and then like mm-hmm. I I heard a Grateful Dead cover I was like oh shit wait which yeah. one did they which Grateful Dead cover did they do especially like eighties like Grateful Dead oh yeah because it's got they forget they got, they got a lot of like chorusy kind of effects mm. and I don't know much of the Grateful Dead I, I, I know really. a touch of gray is that, I, <laughs> that, that's about it's, it's about usually it. people it's know Friend of the Devil Touch of Gray and uh, yeah. Brad and Casey Jones. Casey Jones, that's it. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's not a band I listen to a lot, but I like I appreciate. They're their, good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. cool. I'll my keep ta- my I, tangent there. I'm going to keep that diversion in this, <laughs> just nice so you're aware. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our main segment, we're talking about songwriting this oh, week. Here we go. Uh, I'll let you do all the introductions for this part. Yeah. Cool. You got some stuff in there. All right. Since we've got since we've got Dakota here with us today, we thought it'd be a, a great uh, week to focus on uh, talking about songwriting, since we've got a group of it's them. It's my favorite part of music. Me too. Oh. Uh, so, uh, let's start. I read a few different like kind of talking points to get us started. Um, I want to maybe like process. Wait, wait. Like, let's 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 introduce like oh, where yeah. we found. Where, where do we find you? Like, where, what do you oh, do? What oh, do you do? Wait, so uh, we just grab you up in the alley. <laughs> so, I, uh, I I led all of my reflections out through a band called Tuesday Atlas. Okay. Um, we're on all the social media platforms except Twitter because. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm also terrible at keeping up social media. Skyler does that. Um, he's he's just better at paying attention. I. I Go on tangents really easily, <laughs> so I, I don't keep up with it very well. But yeah, we're available anywhere you want to hear us. Um, and primarily, I'm I'm the main skeletal songwriter for Tuesday Atlas, um, mainly just because anytime something happens, I just get a little itch. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pick up my guitar. Not in the in the heat of it. It's usually after things start to fall apart and you've already like gone off the cliff and you've recovered. Mm-hmm. I then I reflect and yeah, I'll start reflect, writing. Yeah. yeah so you guitar and vocals or guitar? Yeah, uh, I, anything else on um, you or for the band? No, uh, I play I play drums and I've been work, I'm learning piano. Fair enough. I love yeah. piano. Uh, I can't cannot wait to master it. That's I wanted to I wanted to have it down by 25 and I didn't have a piano by 25. So here I am at 26 and okay. by 30 if if I'm not writing half my songs on piano I might be a little um, not irritated or upset. Just. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. guitar's my baby. Yeah, understand, understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to ask some questions, mostly directed at you, but we'll spread it out, too, since yeah, I think it. these two have wrote a song or two. Yeah, time. Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay, yeah. So I thought it would be fun first to talk kind of about process, because um, every songwriter is a little different. Um, so for you, what uh, what comes first? Uh, are you uh, lyrics, uh, music, and if it's music, <laughs> is it you know, is it a melodic thing, chord structure, kind of yeah. just where do you, what's your, what's your like home base? That depends. That's a, that's a yes and answer. Um, most of the time I'll get a guitar riff around because I'll just be diddling. I'm like, oh, it fell into place. And if I'm really feeling it and I find a vocal melody, I'll just turn on my phone and put it on the music stand mm-hmm. and just record it until it hits like 
three, maybe five minutes. It depends on the time. And then I'll use that as my framework for the song. And I'll, my, I might forget about it for six months even, mm -hmm. but I'll go through my videos and be like, oh, I really like that. So then from there, I'll start to go through and really tear it apart and maybe write some real lyrics for mm -hmm. it. But if the lyrics seem thematic on their own, like from the ad lib version, I'll keep most of them. Um, I'll just try to make them make sense. Like sometimes they don't make sense, you know, yeah. and they don't necessarily need to make like sense in the traditional sense, as long as it sounds like a poem. But, yeah. but I, I do, especially now with what we're doing now, because I'm doing motif work on, on the new, mm -hmm. our new album that we're working on. But, uh, in the past it was just that one song was really what I was worrying about. Uh, uh, yeah. Does that cover that? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think everybody's got, everybody has their own tricks and, tips and you know ways or just ways that they kind of work yeah, what about you guys what do you guys start there's never any sort of consistency for me it's, it's either it's i have some lyrics that i'm building around or there's a riff that i've made i'm like well now i gotta figure out something that goes along with this because there's been some times where i've i've got a riff that i've never put any lyrics to just because it just doesn't really fit but like it would be forced if i tried to foot put anything to it but uh yeah, usually I think I think normally lyrics come first, but it it doesn't matter for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, for for me, uh, yeah, I I have a couple of ways that I write. I guess um, sometimes it's just me. If I don't have a, if I can't, if I'm feeling any blocked, I'll just sit and play some. I'll just play guitar or play an instrument, yeah. and or sometimes getting on a keyboard or a synth, even though I'm not great at it, just because sometimes that helps that I'm not. And you go, oh, well, that was interesting. Um, so sometimes it's musical spark things. Other times for me, um, I've got probably like 80 voice memos on my phone right now. Um, cool. That Because I, I just, I'll, especially when I'm, when I, I don't always have a lot of time, but when I'm driving, I'll turn the radio off sometimes if I have a thought and I'll just turn turn it on and, and sing and kind of track track either melodic ideas or lyrical ideas that way. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you know, you just listen back. You're like, nope, that was shit. Nope. That was, that was, that's not great. And then, oh, hey, that was pretty good. Let me do something with that. Does it take longer for you to write a song when you start with the vocals? Uh, not necessarily. I think it just depends. Yeah. It depends on complexity, I think, a little Makes bit. Sense. You know? I think normally for me, it's actually quicker if I start with lyrics. Really? Yeah. Hmm. What's my, your process for that? My, my lyrics are like... like if I've got something all written out, then I can just piece like, oh, what does, what note fits what I'm singing right here? Yeah. And then I just build around that. But as long as, as long as I have everything laid out, shit, it's easy. Dude, that's awesome. Come to uh, think of it, yeah, oh. every time like you and I have done something together, you said, I've, I've got these, I've got these lyrics, play me something. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what kind of something? I don't play me something. <laughs> it like this. Story, start, finish, we're good. Mm -hmm. Piece it all in there. Yeah. My lyrics usually just come out of nowhere. Well, they, they don't come out of nowhere. They come from the subconscious, but mm -hmm. I don't plan them. They they spew themselves out. Yeah, okay, sure. I didn't know I was dealing with this. Here it is. All right. Yeah, that's a good way. I think that's... And that, for a lot of people, that's... I mean, it's, feels it's, natural. It's catharsis, you know? That's, yeah. That's the best way therapy. for me to have... I guess this is kind of going into the inspiration part here, next yeah. part here. Well, that's fine. But yeah, that's, yeah. That's, the be this, that's the best way for me to write a song is if... if if there's something that is going on, if I'm forcing a subject, like just trying to like, oh, what can I write about? It's not going to, it's not going to flow as well and it's not going to come out. But if I've got something that I'm thinking about and I want to say something about, it flows so easy. I can have it done within like an hour. Dude, 
That's awesome. Do you have to do a lot of editing afterwards? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. I feel like sometimes the best, uh, for, I don't know, for, it's different for everybody. For me personally, I think sometimes the best songs that I've written are ones that are done in a matter of an hour or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I might tweak a lyric here or there afterwards, but if, but if it takes me, like if you have to write a couple lines and come back a few days later and work a little bit here, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it just becomes more disjunct. Yeah. You're, yeah. Lo- you're losing your, uh, your, your train. Yeah. Do you guys do any thought experiments when you're, when you're writing? Like, do you like on the song structure, like, the, do you just try to stick with an A, B, A, B, or do you really try to mix it up from song to song? I, I, I yeah, I try, I try mixing it up, but it's usually pretty, pretty straightforward. A, B, yeah. A, B. Um, I think with, uh, when El, in El Camino, we tried doing that for a few things where we would uh, throw different se- sequences in there. and But, yeah, normally it's pretty straightforward. People like straightforward most yeah. of the time, honestly. <laughs> I mean, see, but then that's a, like you can do different though. Like I mentioned to you, I, I like I like prog rock. I like you yeah. know, I like stuff with. I I love music that isn't straightforward like that and and isn't consistent patterns, but it is a bit harder for me to get it out there like that. So, like I'm I'm not like I I don't do the regular like singer songwriter thing because I I'm not that. Great of a singer, like, yeah, fine. but no, it's whatever. But when I'm writing, <laughs> when I'm writing music, like when I'm scoring stuff, like it's usually kind of the opposite because I can't do like if you're writing for like large orchestra and shit, you can't you can't do A B A B. It's not how it works. No, no, no. Yeah. no you're telling a so, story. Yeah, so most of the time it's like eight bar phrases, and then you'll you like I'll sit down, boom, 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 throw that out, throw out an idea, throw out an idea, end up with like. 90 different files of like all this stuff and then try to piece it together into something that makes sense for key and all that thing. Yeah. So I can't, I have never been able to just sit down and say, I'm going to write there. Like, even if I have an idea, like I usually don't, it's bad. I don't have an intention span. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Even if I'm into, into it, like after about 15 minutes, it's like, nope, don't got nothing. <laughs> I've had all of the, the, the bones are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once the bones are there, I can sit down for six hours, put it all together. But and, the, yeah. and there's like so many more forms of uh, and things like that for or- orchestral stuff than than what you think of like typically with a songwriter. Well, you, know? yeah. you also and and like you guys kind of brought this point up. Like technology has changed how we all do things. Oh, yeah. Like the voice memo thing is like huge. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the use of the DAW. Like I used to try to do everything in Finale or like actual like notation writers or Guitar Tab or something like that, and. I couldn't get anything out. Like it, it would get a little bit of the way there and then stop. Once I got like logic in that, I can sit down and like actually hammer out ideas. Yeah. So like I don't know. That seems to have changed the whole. You remember that leather book I used to carry around yeah, for lyrics and you stuff? Did. And, like it was. I I kind of missed that because like the the uniqueness of that book. I yeah, have little doodles and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool, but. Trying to read some of my handwriting sometimes was a challenge. Uh, to like remember actually what was there, and like flipping through to figure out to organize it all was was kind of a nightmare. So yeah. that's 
one thing about the the notepad mm-hmm. and the phone that has helped, but the my, my the only downfall I've had to the the phone thing is if I go out of standard tuning on guitar, I can't figure out what I did. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> like oh. if I if I put it in drop C or something or in like an open tuning and then go back, I'm like, that's awesome. What did I do there? I I I'll note- never get back to it. I'll notate that on the videos, like the title for it. I'll be like, this is in. Yeah, too, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Usually it's half step, but we've been we've been doing drop tuning lately. Yeah, fair enough. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. I should these days I know to stay either in standard or drop C, but before it was like it could be anywhere, and then those notes got lost to yeah <laughs> lost to time. Just need you just need a baritone guitar. Yeah. Then then you then you go. It was either in my normal guitar or I just played the same thing yeah. on the baritone. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> That sounds expensive. <laughs> but they're yeah. so fun. Oh, yeah, I know. I need one. Same. One of these days. It's on my to-do list. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, oh, I guess next, next, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of talked about inspiration, I guess. Um, let's go to, so uh, as far as like writing, um, like specific kind of things. Uh, so when you're thinking about, maybe this isn't something everybody thinks about, but I always try and think about the listener. Like yeah. what's going to like, like, how are they going to perceive it? How are they going to how how are they going to be drawn into wanting to listen to this? Um, is that something you guys think about at all? No. <laughs> so, if, if so get, like so like why someone wants to listen to it? I guess like like yeah. what are they? Is this something that somebody's going to get something out of? That's why I record them so that I can listen back to it as a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, generally. I open up with I you tend to open up with hooks on most of the songs because you want somebody in the first thirty seconds to find something that yep. isn't going to allow them to say, you know what? Spotify, next track. Yep. I don't like that. Um, but occasionally if if it fits the motif of what you're doing and especially if it's in a compilation of songs, like let's say you're doing a, a themed album, then you can have a song that's set in that series that completely breaks that that foundation there's no hook protocol at the beginning it's mm-hmm. just a b c d e it's there's no structure to the song it so, changes from scene to scene do you find that writing those hooky parts are a, a lot more difficult or is it just come like is that something that's the hook comes first it, usually comes first. Yeah, yeah okay cool. um and usually it's like the verse hook and then i do a chorus I'm, i've been playing around with it lately because my drummer's been giving me a lot of crap um when uh anytime something starts to feel the same he's like <laughs> I'll only start downbeat and then I'll stop beat. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll try to appease you because I want you to be interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's probably right to an extent. So from the album we're about to put out to the new songs now, I mean, they went from being maybe four minutes to, to seven minutes long to okay. we have an intro that's two minutes long now that's just one idea. It's the main motif riff mm-hmm. that comes out through this series of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes from like two minutes to three or three and a half minutes. They're shorter for the attention span yeah. and more uh, more thought-based. Like when we put out Hell Has a Sound, the thought experiment on that was what can I do with one riff and then taking the accompanying instruments, so the bass and guitar and the vocals and changing the, the actual harmonies to the melody to make it feel like something's changing when I'm okay. doing the exact same guitar riff the whole right. time. Yes, you know? dude. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's the thought experiment. What mm-hmm. can you do with as little as possible to make it sound like it's huge? That's that's kind of what that's, I've been lately, oh, man. Like, it. yeah, like there, you can have two chord songs that are so unique just, yeah. just by what else you're adding to it. Yeah. 
there's, there's so many songs that you like can in the first five seconds you can instantly identify it even if there's a hundred other songs that have that same mm-hmm. yeah. progression the same whatever that well, it's very beethoven right like yeah. taking like a small small motif you're doo, 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 yeah repeating it throughout like to make it a full big thing yeah. like yeah it's mm-hmm. it's tried and true <laughs> i think yeah when it comes to using motifs you should have a motif i mean we shouldn't use the word should there we go i just used it twice but uh <laughs> i think it's healthy to try to create a motif both in your music, but also in your lyrical content, if you're planning something out. Um, mm-hmm. Like the arc of the past three series of songs that we've been working on go from recognizing that you have a problem um, or actually just suffering from a problem, realizing that you have the problem and that you keep reacting to it and getting yourself looped back into it. It's like, why does this problem keep freaking happening to me? Mm-hmm. And now the new one, um, is more about the liminality of being in between places, realizing that you're growing and you're letting go of all these things that used to seem like a huge part of your identity. And it's nothing. It's like nice. you can break the coffee cup and it's still in your memory. It doesn't matter. So you just grow past it. Because if you hold on to all these concepts, mm-hmm. it'll go. And I've been kind of trying to take that approach to writing music because I used to try to have like several different parts. Mm-hmm. And then it's just slowly been changing. But then again, when the drummer calls me out, okay, now I have to try something else. Thanks, Easton. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's healthy. <laughs> that's my tangent. No, that's good. No, that's good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, so how do you uh, how do you get unstuck with Ooh. with writer's block? See, I think in the past 10 years, I have had writer's block once or twice, and it was after really big life changes. So just prob- I don't think I touched guitar for like a month. Mm-hmm. And wh- I-, I asked Cisco about that, and he said, well, that's normally when you go through your phone and find things that we haven't messed with, and that's when we write a song. And that's when, oh, let's see, Kraken came about from that, because I wrote that riff when I was maybe 19 years old, and we didn't mm-hmm. make it a song until I was 22 or 23. Um, so I'll go back to the catalog. And I'm glad I did that then because <laughs> my last phone got destroyed and I lost everything on it because I didn't have a SIM card. So I lost mm-hmm. five years of, of back catalog. It's gone. So I had to start over. That's, and that's another it's point. It's been cathartic. That's another one. Like the catch, catch having, a, having a solid book and then having data. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. If you participate in the cloud, sure, you still have it. Yeah. If you forget about that being a subscription service and you don't pay your dues and you lose everything, then yeah. <laughs> is it worth it? But if you have Apple, really isn't it. it all connected? It's on your computer, it's on your phone. Uh, game yeah, downloaded, yeah. sort of. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Okay. I'm an IT nerd. I have I have backup servers, my own backup servers. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I have a uh, for a, a for stuff upstairs for audio stuff. I have a drive that I record to, mm-hmm. and then I have a backup drive for it, and then I have a a very large old magnetic backup drive for both of those drives. Yep. If you don't have it in three places, you don't have it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'd yep. like to spend some time watching you guys work with technology. I need to learn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got it. I need to get with this new generation of, of, of Smash electronics. Smash one of them with a hammer. I'll still have all the tracks. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> you, I think the only thing I really understand is tape recorder. Like, I love a tape recorder. That and like actual those instrumental equipment. Yeah. I, can, I can run a PA. I just can't run a DAW to save my life. It's it's all the same kind of. Yeah, it's definitely it's like, like it's, it's definitely its own design. skill. That's for certain. Yeah. 
so does does location change your writing? Like wow. quiet space, busy area in the car, in the house. My house can be on fire, and if I'm in the mood, I could do it. Okay, yeah. it might be a little more hasty. <laughs> Was it Willie Nelson said he he writes better when he's hungry? I think it is. That 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 was always his thing. Is there, when he's hungry, or when he has the munchies. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that's one for one for yeah. him. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Doesn't he have a professional roller? I I couldn't tell you I, when I, weird side story when when uh when when uh this was like so this was when i was still in college Mm -hmm. and it's even more interesting and i was working at the three rivers natural food grocery place yeah for i worked there for several years uh as a grocery stalker and it was like a it was a saturday or sunday afternoon it wasn't we're really slow and this person came in and and they needed help picking out groceries and finding things Mm -hmm. and like so i helped them pick out a bunch of like uh, a bunch of peaches and and <laughs> Willie Nelson apparently was playing at the here in town that day mm-hmm. and I was we're, they were for him <laughs> 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 they're like they're like oh they're like he, he's really particular about that and I was like I was like, I just picked out peaches for Willie Nelson. That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. A little, a little piece of you was imprinted on a peach mm-hmm. that he got to hopefully eat while stoned off his ass. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to think about that every time I go that to is, co-op now. That is not the... <laughs> Yeah, all right. That is not the not the job I expected you to have a uh, Willie Nelson story about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Apparently, he like only eats like super like healthy natural foods and stuff. Yeah. yeah okay. If, I guess that's. If I had that kind for... of money, that would be all I would buy. It would be the the yeah. best food possible. I have to settle in the middle. All right. So so nobody else. Nobody's affected. <laughs> <laughs> I I write well in the bath bathtub. I've seen those pictures. And I write well when I'm just zoning out at work. I, I, yeah. I guess that's the... Mm-hmm. There are better places for me, but nothing, that's, nothing that like limits me, really. That's why I have a plastic ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> right the bathtub. Ooh. <laughs> Nylon strings. Do you, do you only write yeah. in your studio, or what about you? No. Uh, I mean, I, I, I write best like when it's... When I'm not distracted, and that so it just tends to be, I like to be when there's not a lot of people around. Mm-hmm. I tend to write in the car because of that. Sometimes um, I like when I'm first singing a song. I like to do it when no one can hear me. Hmm. That part's valid. Yeah, yeah. Um, vocals so. are a little bit of a different story. Yeah, and I, I don't know why that is. I think it's just because I'm still. Uh, it's more. It's not even the vocal thing so much as the lyrics. I'm not confident with yet. Yeah, that was always one thing that was kind of tricky with El Camino was that like, I didn't have any instrument to play. It was just it was just vocals, and I'm trying to write vocals and and melodies to to what they're p- performing, and like mm-hmm. it doesn't always fit at first. Mm-hmm. Like you got you got to finesse what you're doing. Lots of editing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So it's it's it can be hard to get up on the mic and be like, just belt out what you're what you're going for right away. That'd be fun, though. I haven't been just a vocalist in a band in a long time. I've always had a guitar. I, I love it. It is. Been. It's more fun never for been. energy and performing that way. Like I, I think I'd really rather prefer prefer to just be a vocalist. But really, hmm. I think I'm finally past that anxiety of being on stage enough to where I I could 
just hold a microphone and be okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that the past 10 years, if you had taken the guitar away, I'd probably cry. <laughs> I would shit my pants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, um, it's just, no. Figuring how many, out. How many bands have you been the vocalist in, Chris? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, like, it's it's also different, like, as a wind instrument. Like, I mean, you, you performed, like, cho like choral stuff without mm -hmm. anything in front of you. Like, it's different with a wind instrument, mm -hmm. too, because, like, it feels like there's a little bit, there's a safety like with a guitar mm -hmm. or piano because it's like right up on you and you can't really move all that much when you have like when you have to worry about your breathing and all that stuff mm -hmm. it seems like it's this whole other thing and that's the only thing you're thinking of is how you're breathing like mm -hmm. nope yeah <laughs> yeah in fact yeah, i, I had that. i had some anxiety problems performing like with the uh, brass instruments for a while like for before my uh uh Senior recital, yeah, it was it was a little rough. I think I think the only real anxiety I've ever had for mm -hmm. like performing was was doing like the solo classical guitar stuff oh. in college, just mm -hmm. having to walk out like that with in just silent with everyone just sitting there. It's like so like you're used to you get used to playing like bars and like like yeah. you're playing, but not not everyone's not just sitting there staring. Yeah, they're not making eye yeah. contact with you. <laughs> what so are you thinking while you're yeah. playing this guitar? Yeah. So to fill you in on how like. If, if you've never done anything classical guitar, like my wasn't classical guitar either, but how how some of the music schools do it with the juries, what you do every semester is you go out and you're in a dark room, like a dark performance hall. Yeah. There's four people. That's it in the audience, really? all sitting at a table like all this. Like professors, yeah. They're they're all your high level professors, dean of the department, taking notes. You walk out. You don't say a word. They just say, "Go ahead. You play your thing." put your horn down when you're done or stop playing guitar, I guess. And they just go, okay, thank you. Scribble, scribble, scribble. And you leave. So and that's it. Stoic. The yeah. Whole time. And they, they, so every semester. That is looking, looking over no, the glasses. Wild it's, it's literally like <laughs> over the glasses. Mm -hmm. And you're hoping, hoping. <laughs> that's a good comment, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that scribble's good, right? But, uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know how you guys did it, but there was some, some little bit of of uh, like reprieve for us. One, we w sometimes would go out with our accompanist on piano, <laughs> and usually your your buddies who are right around the same time as your jury because this is a scheduled event mm -hmm. are standing outside to like you walk out. Good job, man. That was good. Like even though like everybody knows, you're <laughs> but they, at least they can sit there and tell you like. They can lie yeah. to you so your nerves aren't up. You're like, good job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, were, we were we were listening. <laughs> yeah, well, you kind of wanted I mean, them to. Yeah, yeah, because like you needed somebody to tell you like, hey, you didn't completely screw it over there, man. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's a lot of pressure, yeah. dude. It is rough. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> but here you sit today intact. Well, still, we're still broken yeah. on the inside. Only. So, <laughs> with that kind of with that kind of education in music, when you write, do you the imagery in your head while you're writing? Do you kind of see the notation and like how you would actually write it down, or is it still just like in the verbal language of music where yeah. you just feel it? You want to, you go ahead. Okay, so people always try to say like the uh, you know you, you learn theory, you learn all this stuff. It it, it kind of it kills off the creativity, but like really, it's it's compartmentalized so yeah. much. Like it does help sometimes to at least have like the language to know like yeah, all right. So uh, my 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 verses are C F G A minor. I need something in there. Well, I know that like 
okay, let's do the math real quick. You know, D minor, E minor can be thrown in there if it's really like, if I want to stay standard. If I if I want to go way left field, okay, do the math. Well, E major isn't usually used. I can throw that in here. F sharp diminished is really isn't used. Yeah, let's make it weird. Let's throw that yeah. in there. You can do that. Throw in like, a seven. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's not, usually it's still just dick around and what? make things happen. That's cool. Yeah. That's I tend that's to do it. the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just mess around until I find something. Yeah. It, I, the math doesn't. I think the time theory, for me, the time theory like comes in handy and understa- having a better understanding of music is like, if I am working on a song and I'm just dicking around, come with, come up with something I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, but this really needs a bridge for these other lyrics yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, man, where do I, like? Then I can sit there and think about, okay, what what is the structure so far, and how can I modulate to something else? Mm-hmm. And that's when those are the times where sometimes I'll, I'll think about it and, yeah. and I'll yeah. use the use the theory to go, okay, I could I could move into this key if I, you know, if I, if I go through this pattern, things like that. Yeah. I, I use it more as a memorization tool because yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys know, y'all, 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 y'all play in like multiple bands. Like if you, you got to learn five songs in a punk band, five songs doing like indie folk country. And then we're going to do like these 10 covers. Like it's, it's real easy to go. All right. Two from here, one from here, two from here are all one, four, five, one. Boom, got that down. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to, like, somebody told me the key at the beginning of this. That's pretty much it. Uh, the, the other thing, as long as it's not, like, uh, with guitar, it's weird because it's because sometimes it's, like, riff-based. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, so so changing the key on that can sometimes be weird because you're like, oh, I got this open string. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to now not be open string. That doesn't really work. Yeah. So, but but if, it's, if you're doing, like, songwriter stuff, especially if it's, like, just chordal structure stuff, like, if I'm having a day where I'm, like, no, my voice ain't doing that today. Like that understanding, key. and I can go. Okay, I'm just gonna do it in this key. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and if you know, it's like, okay, that was a minor two. There's the fives. Like if you understand that, then you can go. Okay, I've moved to this key, and I, I can still do it the same. Yeah. Or you can just go. Hey, I'm feeling real lazy. Or capo. you can also just <laughs> use a capo. Yeah. I've noticed when I when I write. I mean, now I've been experimenting more with writing with a, with an electric guitar and using loop pedals, but traditionally I just write on an acoustic. Mm-hmm. And translating that to full band, I would I've noticed that the vocals get lost in the wash mm-hmm. because it, there's too much mid range going on. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing in the more recent songs is just singing up another octave mm-hmm. and kind of yelling it more. Mm-hmm. But then. If I get tired or I'm doing an acoustic show, I can just bring it back down to the lower octave. The biggest thing is, be quiet. I'm like, just don't play as loud. Do you guys find, like, this is for all three of you, do you guys find that, like, you, you tend to stick towards certain keys more often, have to force yourself out of those keys? Because, like, I know, like, the, the few songs producing, I tend to, like, be in B-flat or capo 3 and G or something. That works for me, but... I think there was a time I did. Now it's just I get stuck in the minor scale. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I yeah. love depressing sounding music. Yeah, I mean, like especially if you're in heavier stuff. Anyway, you're usually going to be in yeah. minor. You're going to be in some sort of like Phrygian sound. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I did for a while. I th- I think there were, there were times where I, I can look and go, okay, that period of time, like I I got stuck in these three or four patterns or like in this this couple keys. But I I try not to do that so much anymore. I try and just listen. Um, we'll play in whatever key makes sense for the song, like where I want the vocals to go, things like that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there was a lot of E and A back towards the beginning, Hmm. but like there was a comfort zone for my, for my vocals, but Mm -hmm. I've learned how to adjust my vocals to, 
to different keys now. So no. You might uh, you might relate to this. I noticed that there's there's all a difference maybe not playing with other vocalists but playing with keyboard players in particular. They mm-hmm. like to go into more odd keys than guitarists and vocalists. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I feel like it makes it I it's easier. I mean it's easier because yeah. It's right. It's yeah. all. It's so yeah. visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you don't have to think about where anything. You don't have is. this yeah. offset by five and then offset yeah. by four like mm-hmm. you do on the guitar, where you're like, how am I gonna build this? Yeah. It just takes longer for me mm-hmm. to figure it out on guitar. Whereas piano, even though I'm not proficient on it, I can just open up my uh, my grimoire. And be like, all right, here's my scales. Yeah. All right, these fit together. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to be like, oh, there's a whole step. There's a half step. Like, yeah, you can, it's just yeah. there. Like, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. Um, okay. I, I only had one other question, and it was just it's like kind of uh, more about uh, not about writing songs, but about listening. Um, so w- when you listen to other songwriters, uh, music from them, like what what do you listen for? Like you know, uh, for example, like narratives, visualizations, kind of the format of it, melodic stuff. What what's the first thing that you would key key in on? Hmm. Definitely the melodies, melodies and harmonies. I don't. I like lyrics, but I usually don't dig into lyrics on a song until like the fifth or sixth pass through listening to it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were talking about a Russian czar chopping somebody's head off and putting it in a glass <laughs> box. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's cool. But at yeah, first, yeah. I'm like, oh, that sounds really pretty. <laughs> I, I think I got to agree with that because like yeah. there's, there's that song that you sent recently that I didn't catch on to the first lyric. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until like a... a Yesterday, <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch on to that lyric until several listens through. I'm like, oh, that's what that I like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm listening for the melodies. I love songs that sound so like bitterly happy. Yeah, and you get to the lyrics and they're just debauchery. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Simon and Garfunkel, Passenger. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. I'm with you. Yeah, makes me happy a little bit. I'm like. You, you get to spread this this pretty messed up story about <laughs> about life because life is messed up out in general mm-hmm. but it gets to come in a happy package to where most cab. people will death listen cab. to it <laughs> yes <laughs> yes or uh, or Manchester Orchestra yes yeah. or uh, actually right away great captain is still Andy Hall yes. um, you know he co- he does three albums about a sailor walking in on his wife sleeping with his brother and he loses his mind <laughs> the but the actual, the, um, the Decemberists. Oh, that is oh, like yeah. the most so beautifully happy and bouncy. Yes. But so bad lyrics, like so depressing lyrics. Oh. Come the archers. Oh, <laughs> Yankee bayonet. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's my stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, that's all we have for our topic. Uh, we are going to introduce the uh, artist of the week, which will also be Tuesday Atlas. Uh, and it sounds like we have a featured song going on. You want to tell us about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, uh, we right. have Legends of the Lake that we're going to play today. And, uh, I mean, it, I've noticed with my songwriting that it means something different to me every time I think about it. But to me, like Legends of the Lake and Hell Has a Sound Out in general is about getting lost in your problems and not finding a way out. So I don't know why, but every time I think of the song, I think of when Tommy Boy... Is uh, is in the sailboat, just trapped out in the in the pond at the end, um, and I kind of use that imagery of just being caught out in the foster of the lake. Like 
you you can't get out of it. That is an you interesting swing your way out. That's an interesting image to put to that song. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. We're we're caught out in the foster of the lake, damaged <laughs> and floating. Yes. Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, then uh, y'all know how it works. Uh, just so that way none of us get a copyright flag. Uh, if you're on the audio side, we'll be putting that. Uh, we'll put the the audio in on the audio side of the podcast. Um, if you're on the YouTube side, uh, we'll just put a link down to you so oh. that way it make it easier. Sounds um, great. The, like I said, so that way neither of us get any sort of copyright crap going on. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for um, having me on here. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Dude, man. It's been yeah. great. Don't forget to go on and check out our Patreon, which is now open. Uh, we now have a Teespring store. Uh, I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam is wearing our fancy, yeah. fancy Topher designed uh, shirts. Um, out on the Teespring store, we also have the regular logo shirts. We've got coffee mugs, we've got hats, we've got all sorts of other stuff. I don't know what Topher I'll put on there. I'm sure it's know. mostly, mostly PG 13 or above. Um, but other than that, don't forget to do the whole like and subscribe thing on whatever platform you're on. Oh, uh, so next episode we are talking about some live sound stuff, right? Yeah, sound working, guys, well, it's, it's about working with you, working with your uh, sound engineer yeah, at the right. at the gigs. Yeah. Um, and before we finally go, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything mm. you want to talk about? Got anything coming out? Oh Got yeah, anything? we have a new album coming out soon. Right. Um, we're gonna release it two songs at a time, I believe, because nice. the attention span of folks when you're just a a little peon and, and a great C is. Uh, We'll lose the album in two days if we just release it at once. So we're going to do two songs at a time. And I don't know exactly when we're going to start yet. But it's ready. We just have to get the artwork. Gotcha. So hopefully in the next couple of months. Okay. Just stay tuned on all of our media. You'll you'll see something happen soon. This, I believe, is a March episode? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Sometime in March is this one's coming out. So, yeah. We're on a little bit of a delay. Um, So, yeah. uh, Keep an eye out for that. Um, Until next time, tune up. Crank the volume. Let it rip!